Welcome to the Learning Lounge podcast by the Sangaban Continual Learning Team. We'll be sharing our honest opinions, answering all sorts of questions and discussions, and hopefully providing some laughs along the way. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Learning Lounge podcast. I am James from the Continual Learning Team, and today I'm joined by Alana. Hello. And Anup. Hello. Um, so today we're thinking about changes. Obviously, every business goes through changes, um, whether they be kind of big changes or small changes. Um, but it's really important to know kind of maybe how to approach those sorts of processes um, as you go. Um, so how do you both feel about change? I actually hate change. You hate change? <laughs> yeah, I find it like, well, it obviously depends on what the change is, but I do some, I can find it quite hard to like, um deal with um like especially if it's unexpected if I haven't got time to prepare myself for it then I'm I'll kind of go into a bit of a meltdown but um but yeah I don't know I feel like I'm a bit of a poor example because I'm also one of those people that will just like kind of eventually I'll just be like oh well it's happened now just gotta go on with it um like I'll, I'll try not to like dwell on it but yeah I I don't really like change I find it really um well, I think everyone finds it unsettling so obviously change is unsettling but yeah don't deal with it very well I don't think how about you Anna I'd say I'm quite malleable I'm all right I'm 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 quite adaptable to a lot of things so Just go with the flow kind of yeah relatively laid back about most things um there's always going to be that sort of period of adjustment um how long that is is you know completely dependent on the situation you're in uh but yeah similar to Alana you just kind of realize right just go with the flow yeah see I'm I'm not a huge fan of change I can deal with the smaller changes bigger changes panic me slightly because I like a plan I'm a planner um and if I can't plan I panic and yeah me too I generally like to have a backup fa- a backup plan for my main plan and backup maybe a, fan. <laughs> yeah, backup fan, or maybe another, you know, a couple of backup plans. Um, so change is a big thing, and they're, they're they're kind of what we call adaptive changes, aren't they? Where they're kind of the small, gradual changes that make so, like somebody might move into a different role, or somebody might kind of begin to hire in a different way. Um, and those changes, I think, you can kind of manage quite well, can't you? They're things you can prepare for. So like, if you know you've got a new team member coming in, um, you can be like, well, this is so and so and we kind of integrate them into the team a little bit more it's those big transformational changes are the thing that get me like you know those big large scope things that dramatic like you said a lot of occasionally sudden stuff that just is a big departure mm. from the status quo um and i think kind of understanding change management is really important for us as a business and how you kind of can do that as as, as a manager but also as part of a team that's going through change so uh, the biggest thing for me there is, um, Alana, you talked about the preparing for change, didn't you? And preparing an organisation for change. Mm-hmm. Why do we reckon that's the first step on in the process? That sort of you need to prepare everybody. Because I think, like, if you if you don't prepare everyone, and it just comes out of the blue, quite a lot of people will probably just give you like a knee jerk reaction, and like you know they could quit their job and they shouldn't have, or or like I don't know, just. It, it it could it could all just go tits up for once. Yeah. yeah, no, it could. Um, so yeah, I think preparing, if doing it in the right way as well. Like, because you can prepare people for change, but you can also do it in the wrong way. So like, just be super clear. You know, a lot of clarity around what's actually happening. And I think 
as well when change is coming a lot of people are very much like we don't know what's going to happen um and they might try and appease people and be like you know it's all going to be all right in the end don't worry don't worry but obviously people are naturally going to worry when big changes come so yeah. I think if you are transparent and are like look we don't know what's going to happen in the end all we can tell you is what's happening now and prepare people in that way I think it works a lot better and yes you might have people who are very unsettled in the short term but in the long term it actually probably works out a lot better I don't know what you I don't know how you guys feel about that but for me that that would be like the best option, yeah I, I think I, th- I think a good manager does what you've just said don't they they they, they prepare you and they they recognize the need to kind of contextualize it a little bit and sort of say look these are the challenges we're facing this is the way we can get around those challenges keeping it really kind of like you know a high level to begin with then dropping down to the detail later on but being as transparent as possible is really important isn't it because i think i don't know about you Anna, does that do you reckon that helps you buy in more then if it's kind of transparent above board you know what's going on why it's it's easy yeah, because to get behind ultimately if you're open and honest about <laughs> what changes are being made and what's going on uh you help alleviate all of those stresses and those worries about whatever may be going on in some people's heads you know yeah um so yeah i think that that's a really important thing provide clarity yeah and and that kind of links into the second stage the second stage of kind of change management is all about as a leader and part of a team you need to then begin to craft a vision and plan for that change don't you so you know once you're ready to embrace the change i think you've got as a manager you've got to really get a a realistic but thorough plan to bring Mm -hmm. it about and that's where i find i begin to like get squeaky bum moments is when we don't have that thorough clear plan i'm like well how can I plan if you've not got a plan? If you've not got a plan, what are we doing? And, yeah. and, and I think then, like you said before, people panic, don't they, slightly? Um, so I think like strategic goals are really important. Um, kind of having those those goals to look forward to, those kind of uh, north stars as well, aren't they? they? They call them sometimes. What about KPIs? Do, do, do we think KPIs have a place in that planning for change? I don't know, because I feel like if you if you let's say somebody came to us and was like right your department's been completely restructured yeah um like over the next few months if you've still got if you've got kpis in place or still got kpis in place yeah everyone's mentality is just gonna completely change and i, and I think it's not fair to have that pressure on people to still have to go to like kpis or if you still if you do have kpis in place like i'm sure like sales teams and stuff will be a, a bit more lenient with them like you know if someone doesn't reach their kpi look at the yeah. surroundings and be like well actually why because i think it's it's really savage to like still expect someone to perform at 100 percent when mm. you've just dropped a massive bombshell on them they've lost um, 20 of their mates every- or something <laughs> yeah exactly like because everyone reacts differently to change and yeah some people will just let it you know roll straight off them and carry on as normal yeah. but not everyone does and i think you have to you have to be really aware of that and you know be aware that things aren't just going to carry on as normal just because you know you as a manager might not really be bothered or yeah by, by the change it's interesting kpis aren't they like i think you you had a good thing there of having like a baseline standard of what it's like before the change happens and then saying right this is where we want it to stay or be mm-hmm. above if we can 
and then just being mindful of you know any judgments you make on why you're not quite there after the change like you say just contextualize it a bit and say actually well yeah that did happen and that's why the kpis haven't been met and and so on i think that's really important what about kind of involving the average joe within the change and plans kind of go at the start what's it like to kind of get a project team going should that be all high level Mm-mm. or should that be a mix potentially how how would you see the perfect change management team i think anything like this you have to have people of all levels because i think when you when you reach a certain level in your career so like that senior management level you're often only surrounded by senior managers and you don't maybe have that interaction time with the little people in like inverted commas um <laughs> so you don't necessarily know how Just they feel <laughs> no, not <laughs> you know what i mean like the people lower down in business yep. like you don't necessarily you don't well if you're just spending time with your management team you're not going to know how those people actually feel about what's going on and get their opinions and I think like sometimes businesses can be really quick to be like yeah our senior manager obviously going to be the best people for the job for this when actually there's probably people that are lower down in the business that have better like as good ideas if not better about how things things should be done I think decisions that are going to impact people who are lower down should be influenced by the people who are lower down because they're at the end of the day they're the people that are doing that job day in day out like what's the point in like you know joe bloggs who's the senior manager of a department making a decision about you know jane who who doesn't he he has no he doesn't know what she does day to day like you can't I just don't think it's I think I don't think it's fair I think everybody I know it's not possible to have everyone involved but people of all levels should be involved problem there is that um if you're making that that decision and you're involving all those sort of people on lower rungs say um they're always going to fight for their own corner really aren't they you can't say oh yeah we're going to do this and you know this division is going to be gone or whatever um And that division is going to go, well, we provide this. In reality, you know, it may not work that way. It's kind of I think include... it depends what the decision is, though, as well. Yeah, that's true, yeah. It's including those voices <clears throat> at strategic times, isn't it, I think? And sort of saying, for this one, we really do need to ask people what they think. Otherwise, you do get that disconnect, mm-hmm. don't you, between, like you say, the, the top brass and below sort of thing interesting so kind of once you've got your kind of working team together and stuff and you're implementing these changes do you think this is where businesses need to be the most proactive they've been if you're going through a change or is there a balance between proactivity and kind of being more reactive in terms of what like so like when you're beginning to kind of put changes in place i know a lot of businesses will say well give this a whirl and then they might not necessarily it feels like they've not seen a roadblock that's going to come up and you're like well if we'd have been a bit more proactive we could have probably avoided that and instead it's more of a reactive oh actually now we need to change this process off the back of that or do you reckon there's like a happy medium we need to find when you think about implementing changes it's all dependent on what the change is really i think 
Okay. You know, if you're if you're introducing a new work methodology, then that's an iterative process. So that's yeah. a reactive thing. If you're doing something else, I don't know, that re- requires you to be more proactive, then then you got got to go down that route, really, haven't you? Yeah. It all depends, I suppose. And I think you can plan too much, though, as well. Okay. Like, like it's all right to be, you know, proactive and try and plan everything to like the nth degree, but it doesn't always work and you have to kind of let reality set in a little bit and you know the real world you know not everything goes to plan so yeah do you think also being open to being reactive is good do you think at that point it's then sort of saying okay we know this has happened however this is what we're trying to get to and we've come up against the roadblock yeah so you're kind of repeating that vision all the way through the process to sort of say this is the goal we're going for yeah, just, just being need... really transparent about <clears throat> yeah. it, I think. Like, Ooh. not every plan goes to... You know, there's bound to be things that go wrong. But if you... As long as you don't try and cover it up and be like, oh, yeah, everything's fine, everything's fine, when in reality it's not, then, you know. Yeah. I suppose, for us as a business, they say we've we've gone through periods of transformational change, haven't we, um, within Sangaban, and, you know, we're going through one now with, obviously, distribution, moving across the stock and so on. Mm-hmm. So... How how as an organisation do you think, as team members but also leaders, we can stop backsliding into company cultures that weren't necessarily great in the first places? How do we keep forward thinking and not fall into the old ways of well now that person's gone, let's go back to what you used to do? How do we begin to keep that momentum going and try new things? I think you just have to be really like the communication channels between the teams the managers the senior managers and above like just have to be really open and you have to be really I think everyone has to stop being so rigid and like be be more flexible like roles are going to change and stuff like that and that's that's bound to happen because people are leaving uh, and obviously you know people um people's jobs and workload and stuff will have to go elsewhere yeah so you have to be flexible from a from a employee standpoint to be like right I'm gonna take you know I'm, I'm probably inevitably gonna take on new responsibility and stuff um but then from a manager standpoint you have to be flexible in terms of like giving people what they want and not just landing stuff on them and be like right you take this now because that's not, you know th- that's notice. not fair yeah you have to you have to be flexible like you know that's that's why we have like appraisals and things like that to make sure people are still doing the jobs they want to do and and still you know still enjoying their careers and stuff like that yeah if you're if you're not flexible in those processes and you're not open to the idea of someone doing something different or someone doing something slightly different then it's the the change is it's never going to go smoothly mm, that's true and how, how about you do you feel this at this point kind of it's a good chance to automate stuff more and look at processes and streamline those processes make sure they they are what they need to do and take away some of the human work a little bit and give it to something that could automatically do that for example in my world automation is the best thing in the world so yes absolutely if you can automate if you can automate a job then it should be done um it just makes life a lot easier for everybody uh it's implementing it that's the problem okay so as a manager then so say you want to kind of look at a process and go i want to change that 
what's what do you have any tips or advice on kind of the best way of approaching that with colleagues to sort of like you say make it stick and sort of say to them essentially you're wording it as a case of we're not taking work away from you and dumbing down your role or anything like that we're making your life easier essentially yeah. you know if 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 you know some some a colleague has got a really mind mind numbingly repetitive thing that they have to do um that's prime that's a prime example of something that could be automated um we can automate it and then just sort of let that person know you know it's not a case of you you're not losing out on work and we're not taking work away from you responsibility away from you and all that kind of stuff yeah but what we're doing is making your life easier as a result of that um which then frees you up to do anything else that you like you know you don't have to spend five of the eight hours a day that you're working just jotting in numbers into something you know that can be fully done in like half an hour and then the rest of the day you're free to then work on whatever else you're working on yeah that's a fair point and i suppose kind of like the fifth step of that then is once you've got your processes in place people are kind of on board and you're trying stuff out i suppose that's where the reviewing of the progress comes in isn't it like you know how how's it gone so far kind of you know has it been successful at this stage if not what do we adapt what do we change and keeping it flexible to that degree like you talked about earlier on isn't it as well um and kind of doing like a a, a post-mortem of the change i suppose and sort of saying you know what did work why did it fail why did it succeed and so on and i think sometimes we need to look at why things are successes as well as failures balanced and you need to do both of those i think um do you reckon reward at this point has a real benefit so say if you know something's been relatively successful is that where you then begin to bring in the reward a bit more and sort of say actually you know you've done really well as a business um i think this area in particular has done great and give them some kind of like i don't know visible kudos kind of encouragement reward in some way would that be beneficial at that point you reckon yeah yeah i think so yeah you know I suppose if, if you've done a good job you deserve to be recognized recognized. (laughs) or rewarded for it in some way yeah i suppose motivationally as well like if you've gone through a period of change and someone goes actually as a team you guys have really done well from this change you've gone at it great guns are blazing and you've been really successful coming out the other side despite losing x amount of people or budget or whatever i think just even verbally telling somebody you've done good as a team is beneficial because i don't think we do that a lot do we we don't say well done on you on being good at what you do and actually Mm. you know getting on with stuff so i think that's a good time to sort of say well done isn't it and kind of reward efforts to a degree um as well and they're they're the five steps of change management really aren't they i suppose what you've got you've got the um prepare the organization for change you know getting your vision and planning that change making sure that you know you implement the changes and think about how you're going to get people on board um, and then embedding those changes within company culture and kind of the practices so kind of can you automate things can you change processes to make it smoother for people and easier to change and then at the end there step five is kind of review and pro review the progress and analyze the results at the end of it and then like you say if it's an iterative thing then uh, like Anup said at the start you just move on to the next bit don't you and carry on the process again or if it's just a, a single process change or, or something like that it kind of comes to an end so um any more thoughts on change management and how we can help managers and teams deal with it or 
I think you have to view it as an opportunity, like instead of viewing, because change can be quite negative and a lot of people will probably yeah. panic and be like, oh, shit, you know, what's going to happen? I have no idea. But you have to view it as an opportunity. Like if if you, you know, if there's things in your job or that you don't like doing or, you know, that you think could be done better, then it's during periods of change that like even if it's bigger periods of change, that those things can change and can be can be you know um implemented to make your life easier like Alex said with like the automated stuff or just in in general like it is it's so easy to sit here as well and be like oh yeah everyone be positive like view it as an opportunity and stuff like that but it genuinely is like a good a good chance as much as it feels really shit at the time if you are having issues and stuff it's a great time to go to your line manager and be like right whilst this is all happening I actually think that we could do this and could do that and you know share your ideas and also it makes you look better as a person as well if you're like willing to go with ideas and stuff to senior people and and share what you want to um you know think other things that could be done um so yeah I think I think I'm such a hypocrite because obviously this period of change I've actually found it really hard and it's like but I think that's okay though, isn't it? It's okay to find it hard and it's yeah. okay to find it to be negative to a degree because that's that's the point you, you're at headspace in time. I yeah. think what you then need to do is sort of say, like if you're a manager, say, I know why you're feeling negative and why it's piling up on you. However, at the end of this, this is what we can look at. But that needs you that means you have to have a plan, doesn't it? Yeah. And you have to be transparent with that plan. So I think, you know, it's it's okay to be negative about stuff too but just remember um, that it's not going to always be negative there will be yeah, positives it's not, not going to last forever i think no. the other thing as well is exactly what we've done now like talk about it like talk about change don't just sit there and suffer in silence because otherwise nothing ever gets done and you know from management's perspective like don't you know keep people in the dark if you've got information to share share it um, yeah. like but make, don't make it just meaningful, sit on it though, as well. yeah yeah but obviously like don't just meet for meetings no 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 but there's there's nothing worse than you go through a period of change and you know you you heard something two weeks ago and then you've not heard anything since you don't know what's happening and everyone's kind of just sat there like well what do we do now like if you've got if you've got things you know that can be shared with teams like share them at your earliest like convenience and keep you know that reassurance um and if you're, you know, if your colleagues going through a period of change, then talk talk about it. Like talk about it in your teams. You know, just be open about how you feel about it because everyone will probably be in the same boat. You're not going to be alone. But it's better to talk about it than it's like mental health. It's better to talk about it than sit and suffer in silence. True, that's true. Um, I've got nothing to add. <laughs> no worries. Awesome. Um, I'm not going to add anything else because I think that was quite good to close on. So thanks ever so much for listening today, and we hope kind of. Uh, understanding a bit more about change management and those five steps and how you might do, approach it um, has been useful. Um, there's tons of stuff on our Loft pages. Um, so you get yourself to the Loft, you can check out uh, stuff on change management and how to do that as a manager as well as part of a team. And there's also stuff um, um, on Boost as well uh, under the management um, pathways we've got. So things like bounce back, resilient leadership is a good one to start with. Um, but then also how to kind of manage teams with empathy. So we've got one on kind of empathy and understanding as well, which you can have a look at too as a manager. 
Um, so don't forget, if there's anything you want to contact us um, about, you can contact us at our email address, which is Alana. LearningLoungePod at Sangban.com. Awesome. Or just drop us a line um, via Teams um, on our Yammer pages. And don't forget to check out our TikTok page too. Um, and make sure you like and subscribe and follow us and all that jazz as well. Uh, but for now, that's us out. So we'll see you on the next podcast. Bye. Bye.